Hello and welcome to the Bear Claw Podcast. I am your host, Omar Delgado. With me, as always, Zachary Stein, also known as Stein. And our resident Packers fan, Isaac Turgeon. Greetings. I bet you're feeling pretty good, huh? Uh, yeah, to say the least. To say the least. Uh, so if you're a Chicago Bears fan who's been living under a rock, the Chicago Bears lost to the Green Bay Packers, as has been tradition for the past 10 years. Um... But before we dig into the game too much or start talking about shit, uh, I mean, we can give some updates here. Um, But if you watched the game, you would have known all these things. But we'll just go over them real quick. Uh, Jalen Johnson was out. He had a shoulder injury. Um, And then in this past day, today, I think he was quoted talking about, they were asking him what his future is looking like. He was saying, quote, I think we get a deal done. I expect to get a deal done. Let's say that. I'm confident and expect to get a deal done in Chicago, end quote. So, looks like as far as Jalen Johnson is concerned and signing him back to the Bears, we're in a better position, I think, than what we were. Uh, there's a lot of silence there for a bit. Um, so now we have some information, and it looks like he's he's trying to stick around at least. We'll see uh, what Poles ends up deciding. What do you think, Stein? Oh, I think he's gone. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. I have zero, zero faith or expectations or anything in this team and the organization at all. So you want to vibe for real? Like that's, I think he's gone. I think we're going to blow a pick. I think I'm, I'm fully and a hundred percent prepared for Chicago to continue being losers, fucking losers used to losing, not able to win. So I think fields is gone. Even though DJ Moore said, I don't think he's done here, but which was nice to – I think he's he's always had fields his back throughout the whole season, which is pretty cool. So Yeah, that's been um, great. But, but, yeah, unfortunately, as a player, you are property. You, you don't matter. So it's nice to have that opinion and that backing, but ultimately your words are fucking worthless. So uh, at least in the eyes of ownership and leadership – I'm going to put leadership in air quotes. Air quote leadership. That's – Anyone else picking up on my vibe? Yeah, smelling what I'm stepping in. Jesus, setting the tone early here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't. We'll see. I. Uh, you don't think? But you don't think polls will resign him? You don't have any faith in polls at all? No, none. Wow. I don't have any faith in the organization as a whole. Um, Fair enough. So, polls is part of the organization. I don't have any faith in him whatsoever. I think that we're going to blow a first round pick um, instead of stocking up on talent across the board. We're going to try to take this shot in the whole idea of finding a generational franchise quarterback for a team that has no business whatsoever trying to develop a franchise quarterback, um, especially with if they were to keep Eberflus in. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I'm just sort of, I'm over all of them, and nothing changed for me in this game. Nothing at all. Like I had a big issue with all of it. So, uh, because it was lit, it wasn't even just more or less the same. It was exactly the same. 
Mm-hmm. There was nothing different. The Packers were able to do whatever they wanted. And that's fucking garbage. Because, I mean, being able to go through part of my life where that wasn't a thing, and then all of a sudden for the last 12 years, it, that's all it's been. It's like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, I know better, and yet somehow nothing has changed there. I don't get it. Anywho, I think Jalen Johnson should peace out too. Get the fuck out. I think he should go and take the best deal that he can with a team that actually knows how to manage a team. Gives a shit about winning. Yeah. Yeah. Has a real, true winning culture to them. Fuck it. Send them to the Packers. At this point. I'm sure they would gladly take him. Oh, my Lord. Um... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't want him to go to the Packers, but <laughs> I, I mean, I get where you're coming from. I see it. Um, I think with that, though, that was like the only real update because everything else was just like injury that like, again, if you watch the game, like you knew there's been no other updates outside of that. Um, Lucas Patrick was hurt. He was on IR, so he didn't play um, the guy. Who was and in, uh, with that, the line did not exist. <laughs> no, the interior was non-existent. Like <laughs> there was no interior line <laughs> last night. It was just a revolving door. Um, and then, yeah, Dar- Darnell Mooney was out too. Um, so I, and I don't think, uh, I think, I think he's gone. Honestly, I think him not playing and the kind of uh, down season he had this year, I just think he's not helped his case. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone as well. Um, Jalen Johnson, we'll see. I'm waiting. I'm not saying that I have faith in polls yet. I'm waiting to see how uh, the next this next week kind of shakes out because I'm definitely on the cusp with polls right now. Like, um, but we can get into that later. Um, I was surprised that we didn't have more news on Black Monday. I expected a there's little been more. yeah, there's been and it was uh, literally like nothing outside of a few player quotes. There's there's hasn't been anything. Yeah. Um, uh, the the quote from polls was very GM appropriate, right? It was yeah. very like. Uh, well, you know, we're, we're taking a look at it from a, a position of strength. We're working, we're working from a position of strength and just going to keep, keep continue, continue to keep an open mind and look at all the options. I'm mm. excited for that opportunity. And it's like, that's the most just political response that you could give. Mm. Yeah. It's like, you didn't answer the fucking question. Answer my yeah. fucking question. Like, what are you going to do? Yep. But, uh, yeah, I think Atlanta is going to pick up a really good quarterback to fit their system that um is going to help them a bit i'd be very interested i'm really interested to see where jim harbaugh ends up that's kind of what i'm watching more more so um yeah going back to the ryan pulsing it was i was for me it was kind of upsetting that we haven't heard any news and then to hear that him and matt eberflus are like conducting an exit interviews today it's just like I like okay, so you guys are holding hands and interviewing people. Like I'm pissed. Like, like why is this guy still here? <laughs> well, and then Eberflus is supposed to meet with the ownership midweek. Uh, midweek, quote unquote. Did you see his quote? Something about like he thinks that the schedule's too busy for him to get fired or something like that. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Some dumb shit. What the fuck? Yeah, Do you have I that? Got, I'll have to. I'll have to find this. Yeah, yeah. He basically was like, was like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like that. He just. He just thinks that they're uh, the schedule is so busy that like they they, they won't have a time him. to be like get him the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just... What a fucking idiot! And I was, I was like, oh up. man, I was like all right, man. Hey, that is that takes some cojones. I tell you that to be like, <laughs> you guys won't fire me. You're too busy. <laughs> like, you guys don't I, have the time. That's not <laughs> Chicago though. To me, that's like that's like 
Philly or New York, you know, or something. Like, yeah. No, there's no problem. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, just, like, <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with it. Just yeah. What a fucking just totally gaslighting people. Just like <laughs> <laughs> just trying. Yeah. Oh, uh, trying to get one over. Um. Well, I think your vibe's been uh, your general vibe's been pretty much established. <laughs> uh. So I'm just gonna Fuck be like, I. <clears throat> yeah, I'm like in the same. <clears throat> Same boat, a little more. I'm just laughing at everything at this point. This whole shit's just a joke to me, man. This shit is so funny. Last night, dude, all I could do was laugh. All I've been able to do, watching, you know, the aftermath of last night and thinking about it and looking stuff up today. I'm just like, this shit is fucking hilarious, bro. This shit, like, <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Um, you want to start digging into the game? I don't think we're going to get into the specifics, but I think we Let's can dig just... Let's into the game. Uh, I think first we need to just start out by giving a nod to Jordan Love and his team. Like, uh, like they fucking earned it. They there's no denying out. Jordan Love's talent right now. <clears throat> no. no, I don't think that um, there really is really, like, ever... I was never... I don't think I've ever taken the position of denying, like, his talent, at you know, at all. Um I mean, he was groomed for a reason. He was picked for a reason mm-hmm. by an organization that is that knows how to develop quarterbacks. A competent so, organization. Like, I knew it was only a matter of time before things started popping off. Yeah. Um, I thought with their defensive coordinator this year and with some of the things that they were doing I, that it wouldn't be this year. Um, mm-hmm. But they clearly have been sort of correcting the ship. Um you know? On that point, um, after the Buccaneers game, Matt LaFleur said that he was going to have more of a hand in the defensive preparation, and you can see that <laughs> something's changed with yeah. just pr- just creating pressure and just preparing for the teams and shit like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I that's exactly like always good until like going, but... one, of the, one of the big problems last night was the, the pressure on Justin Fields was just constant and consistent and just – the front line was collapsing. We lost we lost in the trenches on both sides of the ball. They dominated the, the trenches. The and trenches. It, it yeah. was it was it looked exactly like week 1. There it really was no did. Difference. That's what we that was really that we discussed. That was really, yeah. Go ahead. At, the, at that was something we discussed at the beginning was like we were really interested to see what these teams would become. And even coming into this game, um I think Green Bay's offense had definitely obviously been like going the right direction yeah um but so had our defense and then for them to just not show up it looked the plays were the pressure was non-existent the defensive scheme seemed way more conservative than what i was expecting soft Um, zone the whole time there was no pops on the line it was just i i don't know i was like i don't know what i'm watching right now do they think they're scrimmaging do they think that like we're having a a shared preseason like (laughs) yeah yeah so uh yeah they every every lineman offensive or defensive just got dominated last night and uh going off your point there was just there was no fire there was no like urgency there was no there was none of that and i think that's what was the most disappointing um and I was like, I, it was the exact same. And we, like you were saying how we were loping to see how like these teams would change. And it feel like, I felt like the the Packers offense was a lot more dominant and a lot more like, um, I don't know. Jordan loves definitely seemed a lot more convincing in this one. Uh, and I think that was the one thing that changed <laughs> like was that the Packers yeah. offense seemed more legit this game than it did um, week one. 
at least uh, as far as the eye test more points in week one yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah no i think his command of it and his just you can you can definitely see the growth there and that's really exciting for packers fans i'm sure um yeah it is not exciting as an nfc north fan to have to go through it a fucking game yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and i mean at least there was at least a decade there where the bears defense was something that like was definitely going to keep them in the running against green bay Mm -hmm. and when we sort of were bouncing back and forth with nfc north titles there for a while that was fun but now it's like this gave me no hope for the future at all i was like let's going out on a good you want to be the franchise quarterback you want to be the the franchise's head coach or part of the coaching staff period the fucking show out against the biggest rival and keep their asses out of the playoffs like do it fucking show up and do it and not a single goddamn person did and it just i was like all right so that's where we're at good job on the amazing uh feel in chicago with wanting to have a winning culture i guess yeah uh yeah it felt like uh every after the game last night it just felt like everything any progress that we had made it was just wiped away like it just felt like nothing um and i was talking to isaac we were talking last night and i just to me it's just ridiculous that watching you guys the fucking way- talked without me brothers <laughs> i was like brother we talk <laughs> this guy <laughs> um but we were saying i was saying how not only to start the game but then in the second half everyone just looked limp dick fucking didn't like, like they were not playing there was no heart and i think it's ridiculous that in the last game of the season against our biggest rival to knock them out of the playoffs the fact that you could not light a fire under your players and get them out there playing with some fucking passion and energy is ridiculous to me. <laughs> and I think that in itself just shows like where this coaching staff is <laughs> and where they should be, which is not fucking here. <laughs> like, but yeah, the offense basically meant no resistance moving the ball up and down. They I did mean, whatever was... the fuck they wanted run running, passing. It didn't matter. They did whatever they wanted. Jordan love carved us up. Aaron Jones fucking ran the ball down our throat. It was insane, and it's not like he I mean, wasn't you saw that hit. run blocking I sent to the group. I mean, I, mean, like, I couldn't tell the difference between that off. one and any other play where they ran the ball because it was fucking a clinic all night. It was insane, and it's not like he, it was great. What was crazy to me too is was the yards after contact. Like he was just mm-hmm. he would just bust through like, and they <laughs> they couldn't do anything. Our our extraordinary run defense couldn't do fucking shit. <laughs> like. I think uh, the highest highest rushing yards you guys have allowed to a single player is 76, and he got 111. I 111 think, on 22 carries. Yep. Yep. Uh, I was really hoping to see something from our secondary to this game. Uh, I was hoping that we would uh, be able to contain in some sort of capacity, but that didn't happen either. <laughs> after the first drive, uh, Romeo Dobbs went down after the drop touchdown, and after that, it was all rookies the entire time. Yeah. It was... And I mean, just letting the ball hit the ground five times, throwing for 32 times with fucking rookies. That's, that's efficient. It's efficient. Yep. Pretty good stuff from Jordan Love. Uh, Yeah, we were mentioning too, 
So Jordan Love had five receivers with 30 yards or more, and he had three yard, uh, three receivers with 60 yards or more. So he did a pretty good job of uh, spreading the love around and just getting the ball to everyone, which I think was... Really? What? You're over here punning? Oh, spread, that was your idea. I did unintentional, around. unintentional. Uh, <laughs> I was like, is he going to notice this? Or? No, I didn't even. <laughs> oh man, I didn't even think about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was spreading the love, spreading the ball. He just fucking was getting it to everyone, and I think uh, it just shows his understanding. Just spreading his seed all over. Yeah, <laughs> his understanding the Lord's of, work out there. <laughs> of the uh... that quiver, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it just shows his ability to read and understand the defense and what they're trying to do and get um, take the opportunity. Really, because I don't there. know what the defense was trying to do. Like, <laughs> not I much. Very, I was yeah. very confused by what the fuck was happening. Was like, <laughs> this is not at all the defense that has been playing literally since like week four and just lighting it up. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Whatever. What I can you do? One right. thing that. Um was on the rush like on the pass rush we kept the lane integrity so good so that fields couldn't leak out and like create a big run they were they would rush the quarterback and they would sit there on the lineman waiting for both sides for him to leak out and then once he leaked out it was a sack and i think that was a big piece in like holding well, him to not that, scrambling it also helps that Normally, when he scrambles and is successful, it's because there's at least some type of integrity on the front line for us. Mm-hmm. And there was zero. There was mm-hmm. zero, zero, zero at all. No one was winning their position. And so at that point, it doesn't fucking matter. Even if you hadn't kept lane integrity, <laughs> I think, I think, I think <laughs> yeah. you still were going to get it because literally the pocket was collapsing all the time. It did not, like, it didn't even matter. It didn't yeah. matter. Like, he wasn't going to make anything happen out of that. Yeah. You had no room to breathe. He was breaking out of the pocket faster than he usually has to, um, and then ended up holding on to the ball longer than he should, just, like because your your pocket is gone. You know, you're not throwing from a pocket. Like it's funny, you know. We talk about how long that he holds the ball. He holds longer than anyone else. And anyone else at three point two seconds, three point two three seconds is his average. Um, Caleb Williams is three point two one. Whereas Tua is two point three six, he's the, the 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 leader, right? So, and it's like, I mean, that's a big difference between them. But um, also, when you look at part of that part of that reason is because Fields does tend to look downfield, and he keeps his eyes downfield. He doesn't break away from it fast enough. Like he's looking for those longer pass plays, and which ultimately tells me that. In his mind, he is a quarterback, right? First, not a runner first. He's not thinking run first. <clears throat> no, yeah. no, he's truly looking downfield. Um, but that and, running and gene to... never really came in until that second year. You know, like that's not what he did in college. He didn't run a lot. No, I mean they had some, they had some like old wildcat stuff that they adopted yeah. every now and then with him. But not um, to the, so like, the extent there, that he was but doing. Not the, no, no, not not to the extent of last year. Um, it's just something he was holding his back pocket, I guess. But. You know, it's, I think it's tough because when you go through and look at like, when you go through and look at one of the biggest issues is feels most successful with like moving pockets and we don't implement moving pockets. Like the coaching staff doesn't utilize moving pockets rarely. And like when they do, like defenses have to be more reactive 
buys receivers times to get open um and we just don't do it but that's what he excels at it's like again it's just like you can go through and highlight these things of game plans and game designs that don't are not suiting his strengths like why would you not do that you literally have the guy out there who is he's second in nfl history to reach all of these milestones like by a certain age number one being lamar jackson <laughs> like yeah and it's just like what i why would you not build an offense and around him and try to be successful that way i just i don't get it but like when you look through across the board he's improving he's improving as a passer he's up in the completion percentage every season he's had growth every single season um so i don't know it it, it was it was tough to watch this one because you could see like nothing happening at all again play design was just i and honestly i don't think play design fucking mattered when again the offensive line can't do anything like yeah i I think so many calls so many plays fell apart before anything could even happen anyways that Mm -hmm. yeah the packers were able to run and pass all fucking day (laughs) yeah yeah um there was no adjustment either um and i said i know someone was pointing out and i I don't think the lack of ability to 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 scheme to Justin's strengths, but I think just in general, uh, to come up with any sort of offensive, uh, co- like cohesive offensive plan, and then also like adjustment. Um, people were pointing out that even after it was like pretty obvious that our line was not going to be able to block for more than any second, like at all, they were still trying. They were he was uh, Getsy was still scheming routes that were longer and not trying to get the ball out as fast. And he's like the, also still <laughs> still doing screens because he can't like fucking the, quit it. Um, like the first uh, Fields game in Cleveland when Nagy would give him five blockers and then didn't change it at all and let him get sacked nine times. Just yeah. wouldn't adjust at all. Yeah. Just through and through a lack of um, – yeah, I think this was – yeah. Someone went through every single snap – of his 13 games this season snap by snap and created a spreadsheet breaking down um, play type, what the outcome of it was, obviously Uh, number of blockers, number of routes, what routes um, and the play that ended up being called. uh, And then uh, again, the outcome of the plays and just going through it. And that's where they were finding like, like there's clear data to show what he is good at and, and what he's not. And if if a non-professional, right, like you are not a data analyst. It's not like your for, job. For the NFL. Like yeah. they, this person yeah. might actually be a data analyst. Like sure. sure. Um, but to like sit there and like drill through that and Crawford to reference it with like stat muse and, and uh, other additional, you know, uh, uh, what's the other one? Progen or um, uh, uh, fuck, what, Pro Football Focus? Yes. Uh, and then next gen stats on top of that. So like all of that shit, like just cross-referencing it with all that to make sure that their data was clean and accurate uh, based on what they were seeing. And it was like, if this like Joe Schmo who just decided to do this can put that together and we know that there are analytics out there available to you at the professional level. And like, why, why is it so hard to see? Even more in depth, probably even more in depth and way more accessible than what that guy had to do, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so it's just, again, I go back to, I think what I stated earlier this season that the organization and the leadership coaching staff have never been behind fields. And I like, 
so yeah, I think that there's a reason that they did not adjust their scheme. Yeah. In, in which case I go back to my statement from earlier this season, which was like, if that is the case, then he needs to go for himself. Like for I want him to sake. go for him. Yeah. I want him to go and be somewhere where he can be successful. Cause I do like him and I do think he's wildly entertaining and he adds this different element to the game. And I think he's good for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know where I want to see him? Hmm. Seattle. Oh, dude, he would have fun in Seattle. Hook, hook back up with JSN. He would have a lot of fun in Seattle. Pete Carroll would fucking. Well, Pete Carroll can absolutely develop a coach or yeah. a quarterback. And like, I mean, he has a very Russell Wilson esque skill set. That's who he looks like coming out of college was Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. just yeah. way bigger. <laughs> Um, Which was always Russell Wilson's issue, right? Yeah. When Russell Wilson was coming out in the draft, it was that was the number one thing about him was his height. Like it was his size in general was not enough to be an NFL quarterback. Obviously, he's proven that wrong, but like, yeah, Uh, dude, I didn't even think about that. I'm so stuck on, you know, everyone with the Atlanta trade just makes sense as far as to go to the Falcons, like what we're getting and stuff. And I get that, and they're definitely not in on Ritter. Um, so it's understandable, but I don't know. I think it, I don't know if it, it would be hard. I don't know where they're at with Geno Smith right now. So, yeah, he's, I just know he's older. So, I mean, he, he you is. gotta, so, I mean, yeah. you could at least just go in with Geno Smith starting and then switch it up if you need to give him time to actually acclimate. And yeah. Give pick up some real skills Yeah, <laughs> like, and we'll not just pick up some real skills, but I, I guarantee. And that's the other thing. Pete Carroll's a fucking coach. Like, sure. yeah. he's going to scheme to your strengths. He was able, like, I just, Jesus fucking. That's Christ. a good young offense, too. Offensive line is super young and good. And then the running game is first, Yo, second, your guys. If he ends up, if he somehow ended up in Seattle, I would have to do a trip out to Seattle specifically to see a game. But then I can also go see the crack and play. So, oh yeah, well, two birds, one stone there. Exactly. That'd be great. You see Marshawn Lynch walking around with his Kraken jersey on. Yeah. Did like, you see when they first gave it to him? Yeah. It was so like they unreleased brand yeah. new design, and it was and, like purely promotional. Yeah. And they're like, "You have to give that back," and he's like, "Oh no, I'm not giving this back. No, like, no. I'm not. I'm keeping this. Like, and they're you like, they're like, Marshawn, like, you have to give that back. He's like, who do I have to talk to? He's like, I'm not giving this back. Like, who yeah. do I have to talk to? Like, Hundred percent. There's a producer behind the camera going, "Oh, we fucked oh, up." Oh fuck! <laughs> we actually we like we put it in his hand. Like if they had just showed it to him and been like, "Look with your eyes," like they would probably would have been all right. But like he's got you let him hold though. it, you know? Like, like he's like, "Oh, you know, like, yeah, like, you're not yeah. gonna pull a ball." You're not gonna be like, "Yeah, he might stand up and fucking hit a motherfucker in the face," you know? <laughs> again and again. <laughs> oh, um, like they're at the one yard line or something. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I love Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> so I do too. He's so great. Such a great guy. Um, he's a fucking character. I, yeah. And I love him getting involved in hockey. It's just super fun. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, you got any shit you want to talk Isaac about this game or yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> your just, boys earned it. Show out. Seriously. I'm just happy, man. I mean, it's kind of like. I heard someone point out that it was kind of like skipping that 2008 season and going straight to the 09 season where they played the Cardinals in the wild card. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. I mean, they're just so insanely ahead of schedule. And I think whatever 
even if we get our ass kicked next week, I mean, the experience, the extra week of practice with the young guys, the playoff experience of the intensity and the speed of the playoffs and the playoff game planning and just the high the level. environment. Yeah. The just environment alone is going be- to fucking going Jerry world. Yeah. Yeah. It fucking, <clears throat> that's, that's insane for these guys who are like 21 to 23 years old that are going to rally together and fucking, you know what I was doing at 21 to 23? Not this. Not going to play a playoff game in fucking Dallas. <laughs> yeah. And just regardless of the ceiling of whatever love has, just right now, it looks promising. And I think next year is going to be even better. It looks better. promising and operational. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like it, it, even if you took his best game from this year and called that his ceiling, if that literally was the best game for the rest of his career, that is operational. It's that like is top five offense. At least more than enough you know? than what you need to make your team competitive yeah. and have mm-hmm. a fucking shot. Uh, I, I mean, like, yeah, it's just. I mean, this is very, uh, very solid evidence. I mean, look, a lot of Eli Manning back him up, you know, like, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, it's just um I'm this is probably gonna be the most like obviously I'm a diehard Packers fan, so I'm gonna be shit my pants next week, but it's like the most stress stress free playoff game I'll probably ever watch. Yeah, I mean you guys just are playing I'm with like, house money at this point. That's like, what I'm there's saying. No, yeah. you know. If you lose, you're like we're we got farther than we than anyone thought, especially halfway through the season, you know, and like if you win, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> like, do you think that do you think the change came when LaForce LaFleur said that he was going to be a little more involved with the defensive scheming as well. You think that that's where like things really started picking up? Because no. the defense changed a bit. Yeah. So I you think... can see that, which I think ultimately makes them more competitive, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. needed that. If he hadn't done that, I don't think we'd be having this conversation. That's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've allowed one touchdown in two weeks. So I, th- I would like to think that – Panthers have played two games since they played us and they haven't scored a point. Like there was something that was systemically wrong with the defense. And I don't know if it's just like Barry, like, okay, my job's on the line. I need to switch it up. Or it's LaFleur. Like he said, after the Buccaneers game a few weeks ago, I'm going to go in and I'm going to help game plan and like put his hand into things. And whatever i mean that's that's helpful because also having an offensive minded coach in with the defensive coordinator who is always going to be looking at it from a defensive perspective mindset trying to look at it as a defender from an offensive perspective but Mm -hmm. they don't have an offensive but they're not an offensive minded person you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you're you're trying your best with the tools you've got but you keep hitting the hammer the nail with a screwdriver instead of a hammer type thing Mm -hmm. so it's like Sometimes you just need someone else in there. To... Yeah. And a lot of a lot of like realistic Packers writers that I listen to have all said that they have confidence that Barry is still fired. That's the biggest hope for the offseason is that he's fired and we can get like somebody else that can utilize the athleticism of this defense because we we have drafted nothing but athletes. Like consistently and it looks like in the first round we're gonna be going defense again with a corner um and yeah i just we're not reaching our max potential at all and if we can get like if we can keep this 
operational systemic offense at like a top 10 and then like a middling defense at least i mean that's the most you could ask for right there and um yeah that's the hope for it's a recipe for success but yeah i just um i don't have a lot of shit to talk i'm just hyped you know it's fun to watch and just the He's kind of coming into, like, everyone's, like, I said this yesterday, but he's starting to kind of become his own, like, version of his own quarterback. Like, everyone's comparing him and shit like that to Rodgers and Favre, which makes sense because he's the successor. But he's starting to make, like, Jordan Love-type plays, like, shit that just looks like shit Jordan that he's Love, pulling yeah. off. Yeah. Um. Oh, so yeah, and it just looks like he has command of this team and this offense, and he is just filling in that leader role tremendously this year so far. And that locker room's behind him and fucking loves working with him, it seems like, from the outsider perspective. So, yeah, just all around a successful year, no matter what happens the rest of the way. No, that's my that's my piece. I don't want to let this podcast go by without saying someone needs to tell Tony Romo to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Holy fucking shit. He was pissing me off last night. <laughs> the dumb shit that he was saying. Oh my God. This guy was praising Getsy at one point, talking about how great he's doing. How gr- oh, I love seeing that from Getsy. It's so great. Oh, oh, oh. shut the fuck up. <laughs> me and Isaac were, how many times do you think we should have a counter? Cause me and Isaac were watching the game together last night and it was like, Every there fucking five, I was just like, too many. Tony Romo, shut the fuck up. Like, please, for the love of Christ, stop talking. <laughs> like, Which is crazy because when Romo first came in, he was the fan favorite yeah. by like a mile. But then <sighs> CBS told him to chill with the like analytical shit and become more Which is like stupid yeah because that, that's what people liked about him was his ability to sit there and be like look this is what's gonna happen like yeah we got, you know there's you know well his explanation he was also able to dumb it down like to, like the nomenclature so we're like the average viewer could understand yeah. you know yeah. um and i i appreciated that and yeah then you could you could see that an adjustment was made at halftime and that he uh, like he took the feedback and applied it and uh <laughs> it is not working i don't think i think that they need to re re-examine revisit greg that. olson is the new goat right now i love greg olson i love greg Everyone olson so greg much olson. i mean even before he uh, he was an analyst like i i really appreciate greg olson so yeah same love that guy one bright spot cairo santos three for three on kicks so yeah, the first one by the fucking grace of God, dude, that shit was. He undid. So he undid. He it was un- so loud. He Did undid the curse of the doink, dude. He, he's undone it. Like, like, I think I think he did it on purpose. One demon on purpose has to show out just, <laughs> just to be like, fuck. He's, you. Like, he's like, fuck you. Anybody can doink. Like, can you doink and score? Can you doink and, and like, score? Because I, I, like, I, I, I got will. The contract, bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has exercised one of the bears as many demons of uh, the double do- of the doink. That's the demon. <laughs> Classic. Now I want to go watch uh, Ace Ventura. Yeah, that's the a separation great one. that Dontavian Wicks is starting to get like off the release is reminding me of Don- uh, Devontae Adams a little bit. That um, the first touchdown catch, where I think he had Tyreek Stevenson 
in press. Fucking got him out of his cleats. It was so good to watch. These rookies, man. They, we, I think there's a, there's a tweet that I saved where it was like, the Packers turned that second round pick that they offered for Chase Claypool and turned it into both our rookie receiving rookie receivers and then Tucker Craft. That's crazy. Didn't Chase Claypool get? targeted last night that turned into the interception yeah probably i don't know i didn't see <laughs> did he <laughs> yeah what a year from him. the last play of the game what a year what a year for him yeah and now they get <laughs> now they get to go and uh play kansas city this weekend did you see what the weather's supposed to be i saw a negative 19 wind chill holy yeah, shit it's like 12 degrees is the high <laughs> like holy 12 shit 12 degrees is the high and like yeah that's what we need the fucking miami dolphins are gonna go play a fucking playoff game in they're Arrowhead. gonna be frozen dude say, you know who, say, say to will about casey not being like top of the game right now that's still, still fucking kansas city still handle that. Winner, yeah yeah you know who tough. the dolphins remind me of right now the LA Rams with Goff when mm-hmm. they were hyper specific scheme. They could go out, put up a shit ton of points. But the couldn't beat the real ones. The quarterback can't work out a structure. Yeah. And now I think that's where they're at with Tua, where they they have to make some decisions this offseason, especially when they probably get their ass kicked next week by Kansas City. Yeah. This is man, this 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 first round of the playoffs already is with so many storybook. So many. I mean, you've got Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas City. You've got um, Stafford. Uh, M- Mike McCarthy is hosting Green Bay. Mm-hmm. You've got the. I think honestly, I think the biggest one there is going to be the Stafford uh, Golf one, right? Yeah. Um, uh, it's more of a golf like, revenge game than a Stafford revenge game. No, it's not. I don't think it's a Stafford revenge game because he, you know, I mean, uh, he got when his they went, when, Yeah, and when he went that year, you know, uh, the Detroit fans were all big supporters for him mm-hmm. rightfully so i mean because he did so much for that franchise and unfortunately he wasn't he was not able to bring that that playoff game home ever right and mm-hmm. um so that's this is something that's kind of bittersweet i think on his piece of being like he's it's weird that he's a piece of the story but on from the other end now you know like he wasn't the one to do it, and then so I'm I'm very curious to see what the fan base is like. You know, I'm sure that they'll they'll give like the respect to him, but then as soon as that whistle blows, they're going to be like, I don't think they're going to be booing him necessarily. But you can, I, I, they certainly aren't. I mean, yeah, they're not going to be rooting for him. For him yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. They'll be booing the other players instead or something. But I think he's earned his his res- his respect, his his place in in Detroit history. Um, I don't see it being like too too much animosity yeah there won't be any specifically am- towards no. uh i think there might be animosity you- from golf yeah i was gonna say oh, you said you said golf at the beginning of that stein but i think you meant stafford oh stafford yeah no no i think i think golf would be because he openly said he in that interview he said he wanted an exit interview because he wanted to know what he wasn't doing so that he could get better like you know if you're gonna let me go if you're trading me out I want to know why. I want to know, mm-hmm. like, what do I need to do to be better? What is it that I was not accomplishing here? What needs to be done? Be Stafford. <laughs> be Matt Stafford. Oh, so. man. There's something interesting with Stafford, the way that he just caters to wide receiver ones. I don't know what it is. It's unlike any other quarterback in history, just to wide be able receiver. to cater to a wide receiver one. One wide receiver, 
too. What like he's just very I'm good talking at like catering. Sp- I'm like, talking specifically like Calvin Johnson, best receiving, like best receiving year ever. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup following up best rece- triple crown best receiving year ever. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl MVP and now Puka Nakua, like most yards by a rookie receiver ever. Mm-hmm. Like because Cooper Cup's been in and out of the lineup, so he's just. I don't injuries. know what it is. He's dude. getting that age. Like, yeah. But like, I mean, the thing with Cup, uh, Cup was one of my favorites when he first came out, but then he had that knee injury that took him down. And he, and ever since, he's just, has been like, throughout his entire career, like the consistency is that he's, he's, he's going to miss some games. <laughs> like that, hmm. That's kind of what his consistency has been. No, and, but when he's not, he is producing. So like, obviously that's not necessarily a detriment to the team. You know, unlike most people, most the majority of players who end up with injuries are, are not making comebacks like that. They are not. They are not coming back and still being that level of productive. So yeah, um, but you're absolutely right. That is something that Stafford just gets, just gets. So it's insane. Sorry, uh, we're kind of just no, no, just, dude. That's what dude, we're this is football. I'm that's what we were gonna do. Like, yeah, this thing. is like, that's I, what that's what I thought. Okay. Um, I mean, we're vibing out this I'm, one. I think. Go ahead, son. I, I'm 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 obviously very upset with the Bears and and how this season turned out like more from the lack of leadership this year and just not positioning our players. But I still love the sport and like I'm excited to continue watching, you know, the playoffs this year. See how it like, all shakes out. Yeah, because yeah. especially this has been a fucking wild year. It's this been is, a I mean, weird and crazy the year. NFL broke records on the number of rookie starting quarterbacks, on the number of backup starting quarterbacks, on like every just across the board. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was fucking madhouse. Like, yeah. Um, week to week, day to day. Weird ass games. Sometimes who was going to be starting. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, hey, man, I got. I think it's entirely possible that. Tampa Bay beats the Philadelphia. I think it's also very possible. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Like, especially with Philadelphia reeling like they are, and I don't know how significant the AJ Brown injury is, but dude, they cannot pull out of the nosedive that they're in right now. Not no. at all. No. Nick Sirianni is such a pretender of a coach. Like, I'm so annoyed with him. Like, he's <clears> such like he doesn't do anything. I don't, I'm so annoyed with his ass. Dude. <laughs> um. But they're not going to fire you, him. I, uh, let's uh, let's wrap up the game though, real quick here um, before it. we keep uh, doing the football talk. Oh, we didn't wrap up the game. I not officially. Not game. officially. Um, do you the have anything you want to talk about? We put um, nine points on the board or... about fields. Yeah. Anything more? I really appreciate all the work that he put in, and I appreciate that he tried. It's. I know how difficult growth is when you're not in the right environment. Mm-hmm. So, um, he never quit. Yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah, very hope, gracious. I wish him luck on wherever too. he ends up. He had a really gracious farewell uh, yesterday. Um, I mean, or what? What may be his farewell? We don't know how this is all going to shake out yet. Um, it's his farewell. Yeah, I think to wrap it up here, I'm just I'll gonna... bet my left testicle. It's his farewell. I'll fuck. I'm cash. Wait, in so on are that. you guys? I'm gonna cash in on that motherfucker. <laughs> you better be ready. Are you <laughs> make it make a earring out of it? <laughs> just let, it <laughs> let it dangle. <laughs> Fucking hell yeah. Um, just and then I'll. Well, we can move into that conversation, uh, Isaac, but I think I'm just, just to wrap up the game, because this kind of goes away from the game, I just want to fit with it. some fun facts here. Uh, or not so fun facts if you're a Bears fan. Uh, since 1992, the Bears are 15 and 51 against the Packers. 
Um, the Bears have not won at Lambeau Field in a decade. And uh, the last offensive play of the 2023 season for the Chicago Bears was an incomplete wide receiver screen on a third and 22. That That's fitting. Which is very fitting. <laughs> so I need to go through and find out the stats on the season. How many screen plays we ran. I guarantee that stat exists somewhere. Yeah. Like, and if not, I'm going to rewatch every fucking game and count. And count them yourself, yeah. <laughs> Just out of sheer, like, anger. <laughs> like, oh, man. All right. Um. So with that, I think we'll move on from the game. And then, uh, Isaac, go ahead and I think you wanted to steer us into a Justin Fields conversation here, right? I guess it was just more of a question, but then after I thought about it, I was like, I don't know. Because you guys were talking about, like, getting the haul for the number one overall pick. But I'm like, would you guys be opposed to trading number one overall pick and fields and just bringing in a veteran quarterback and building the roster as it is? Define veteran. Because I don't want someone that's got two years left. I was looking. Yeah, because I was looking yesterday at the um, who the free agents are going to be. He's yeah, not yeah. leaving the Bucks. Okay. Why not? <laughs> yeah, but that's up to the Bucks if they want to offer him a contract. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, if he beats the Eagles, he probably will get a contract. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's what I mean. Like, someone. It just depends on who it is. But I guess if you're getting rid of Fields, can you gamble that number one spot? I don't I... think so. Yeah. But again, I think the the issue comes down to who is the coaching staff going to be? Because if it's still going to be with Eberflus and. Getsy, I just don't see it ever becoming what it needs to be for mm-hmm. Fields to excel. Um, I think he'll be stuck in that like fifteen to twenty spot average as far as like what what like ranking quarterbacks throughout the NFL. And the mm-hmm. only thing that'll keep him in the game is his ability to extend plays and, and get out of danger. You know, the um, Houdini the, shit he does. Yeah. Of the 640 some odd yards that he had rushing or whatever the fuck it was this season, the majority of those did not come on design run plays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. If a quarterback, if a QB has that many fucking yards, like usually improvisationally, like, like, <laughs> like yeah. it, usually that's, that's by design. You yeah. Know? And it is not. The majority came on improv. Yeah. The majority came on fucking survival. Like, so I just don't see it. Some realistic uh, quarterbacks that we can snag in free agency. Uh, Josh Dobbs is available. Ryan Tannehill. Jameis Winston. Gardner Minshew. Sam Darnold. Teddy Bridgewater. Those... Tyrod Taylor. Gardner Minshew is the most... Intriguing one there, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Although his turnover rate is wild. Yeah, that's the thing. He's <laughs> <laughs> wild. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Tyro Taylor's just going to get hurt. So Tyro Taylor's been fucking slinging it for the Giants, though, while he's been healthy. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Yeah, while, while he's, he's been, been healthy. healthy, right? Like, that's... He's definitely he's due for like one like game where his ribs turn into like a smushy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking mashed potatoes. <laughs> um or like d- someone who'd be interesting is like Mike White out of Miami who was running the Jets a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he last was doing year. all right with the Jets for a little bit. He had a little run. Um I mean, it, yeah, it's just hard to find consistency at the quarterback position. 
not easy. I guess, yeah, because someone, I think because of Fields' upside, whatever upside they can get out of him, I think it's, I don't know what the consensus is around the league, but I think like second, third round pick. That's what I've seen is mostly like maybe a high second round at best. Okay. 43rd pick is what they're looking at. Okay. Um, but I think it's the Falcons second round pick is what they were looking at. Um, but the consensus from the league initially was like a few weeks back was averaging low second, high third, um, from like GMs and ownership across the league that they were anonymously reporting on. Right. Cause they they won't give out names. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Especially just because it's like a gamble at this point, you know, because you don't even know if you want Fields to succeed, you need the... I feel like it's been the perfect situation where you can't really gauge, at least I feel like, you can't gauge how much is his fault. Or like, I'm not, how much, what am I trying to say here? Let me think about this for a second. Go ahead and say what well, you're saying. I think it's been a collective of like, you see his mishaps, but some of the mishaps can be like honed in on they can be but, fixed or like improved, yeah. or just like avoided like you can get rid of like making him think too much and just make it like make the decision point and shoot yeah just go just trust your gut just fucking but i think yeah i just guess he's trying to make him do too much that he doesn't know how to do or just can't do he's not built to do that's yeah. the thing that goes right back to them not building a scheme to his strength and instead trying to force him into what they they're like no this what is they want to do yeah this, this is, is how, how i supposed, do yeah so you're gonna do it the way i do it if you have this job like <laughs> so yeah i think it's just been the perfect um the perfect mixture of like him making mistakes that i think are due to not being developed correctly but are still mistakes he's making and then like trying to find that point of like all right how much of this is like fixable and how much of this is stuff that we just can't fix that are his problems how much of it yeah. is his environment and how much is him just not being able to make these decisions in process and i think that's part of what has kept on <laughs> the conversation online so like back and forth um that's the frustrating thing they haven't and seen I his think limits for, yeah for someone who is in ba- evaluating and trying to see what they can get out of him it's kind of hard to gauge what exactly you can i feel like um but i think yeah like the i think from an offensive coordinator standpoint they could probably like pinpoint what to do but then it's the contract and like entering his fourth year do you want to pay that how much do you want to stake on him yeah yeah regardless i mean with just like a stacked quarterback draft class coming up like it's do you want to trade do you want to trade that pick or do you want to spend it on somebody you can mold out of college you know sure so there's a lot of different moving parts when a lot of different teams looking to make that decision too that have to make that decision mm-hmm. um this is kind of going back to updates i guess but i just want to i don't know we're like what 24 hours since the game at least ended um yeah i was expecting someone to be gone no one has gone (laughs) no one the buyer the bears haven't fired anyone yet um we mentioned earlier iberflus is expected to meet with people at some point this week he thinks they're too iberflus in his interviews i don't think we'll be back st brown mooney yeah yeah Deontay foreman probably you think he's gone 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Deontay Foreman's probably gone. That's that's. I mean, he came in, he did his job. Like, like he he showed out a few games and like yeah. stepped in earlier in the season than he was supposed to. And like, you know, I think that that was always sort of an expectation of this is not a long term thing for him. It's just more yeah, of a, he's not the future of. Uh... No, but you can still get a paycheck for sure and yeah. and, and help a team and. That's what, that's what I think. I think he's going to do the exact same thing next year. Just join a team and yeah. for a year he'll be a third shoulders. string slash like probably practice squad for a little like you know part of the season for bringing up when an injury takes place like and but ready for it that's kind of thing i think mm-hmm. that's the game plan with him at this point in his career at his age you know it's just like yeah no that's the expectation yeah. so um you know you'd mentioned last week's time that um they were reporting that Iberflus is basically here to stay um i saw yeah, something there were today reports that were coming out that uh he had been they had anonymous sources that were saying, like internally, that Eberflu- they were going to stick with Eberflus. Mm-hmm. He he uh, his interviews. He seemed like a guy who was staying another year. Like yeah. he seemed like he his job was secure. Yeah. Um, since yesterday we've had two we had players coming out to defend them and players coming out criticizing him. We had Montez Sweat coming out and say, quote, uh, when he was asked about him, he said, smart, he's innovative, he listens to his players, and he trusts his gut, trusts his players. I'd love to see if loose back, end quote. Um, That's the one thing I've heard consistently, consistently is that he listens to his players. and like. I mean, he hears him talk. Is he listening, though? <laughs> like, um, and then DJ Moore with uh, something that could be uh construed as a criticism is i think he's fine it comes down to us being explosive on the offensive side we got qb to do it we just need the plays to put us in position the one that's thing about like, gets you that's about gets you. the one yeah the one thing i like about more is his uh i don't know like you can tell when he's like dancing he's either like coy not not coy he's either like it doesn't matter and so he gives like a scripted, like whatever PR gave him, you know, in response to certain things, mm. uh, like, like he's fine. And then he moves immediately into like other issues, right. Of, Hey, we just need to be more explosive and all this stuff. Whereas when it came down to like the fields questions, he's like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. You've asked me this over and over again. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I think that they're okay, but they're, they're not as good as him period like yeah. and just like openly being and you can tell like when it's something he actually cares about it's and, a like, switch to talk it's about like really versus, different because yeah. he gets this little like smirk on his face when he does it yeah. and i'm like that's the more that's the one that and i and I, he's I, telling I the truth I, here he's speaking his mind i appreciate that yeah i appreciate that yeah so there is a very like a clear-cut difference it, between like the scripted and the like diplomatic or you know and, and the yeah. like all right what the fuck guys like <sighs> you miss one Hey, that was the right, most predictable right. winning. <laughs> I was like, there's no way Washington has a chance in this shit. Ooh, where, do their... guys, where do you guys want to go from how here? Bad where was, do you want to wrap how, it up? How, how did how did Penix do? Terrible. Maybe. Yeah. Like draft stock dropping like on the timeline. <laughs> like Is he dropping it in the second round? Well third round? I'm guessing. Hey, the Panthers have released their full list of head coaching candidates requested so far. This is also something to consider uh, since I guess now the Bears are not going to be doing that. But um, Lions OC Ben Johnson, that makes sense. Texans OC Bobby Slowick. Bengals OC Brian Callahan. Cowboys DC Dan Quinn. 
That'd be interesting. Ravens, DC, Mike McDonald. Dolphins, OC, Frank Smith. Rams, DC, Raheem Morris. Who else? They have a couple more. Um, Are, um, Ravens, OC, Todd Monken. And Bucks, OC, Dave Canales. Um, interesting. Is, is, are we done with the pot, or do you want to keep talking just general football on here? Or what, I'm what talking general football here? right now just because this is the end of our season. And yeah. so we're on the on the topic of is Eberflus going to stay or not? And so that led me into other uh, like other well, options. who are other teams looking for Sure, because that would be something to consider for us as well yeah. um, if somehow Eberflus didn't actually stay. I'm going to be really, di- I'm going to be really disappointed if he stays. And I, th- that's the thing that sucks is I feel like he is going to stay and I'm going to be pretty disappointed. And I, I don't think I'll be as invested as I might be next year. I want that Michigan defensive coordinator. Cause the whole Michigan coaching staff is going to be <laughs> poached. <laughs> it's very possible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, deservedly so they got a good squad over there, man. Mm-hmm. They finally got their title. I think they're done. <laughs> Who do you think's gonna? Uh, I'll hold it for later. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm pretty much finished. I don't got shit to talk about other than football. <laughs> I'm my big thing. I'm I am, like, when we're going through, I'm going through like, um, so many different you know draft pieces right now, and it's like, I don't think I see us taking in most. In most like anal- uh, analyst takes on like what our draft will look like, we don't take a D lineman until like the third round. You don't think so? That's that's what most people are pulling. That's what they're at. projecting. And I'm like, I just don't get. That make, I mean, well, like inside or just D line in general. We need another pass rusher, and I think that's, that's what yeah, it, like just so and yeah, even with that, just D line in general, no one until the third round. Uh, so the op- option would be if we were to keep fields then and keep the number one spot that we take like interior lineman or wide receiver, right? Like that that's kind of what they're going for instead. And I'm like, okay, I guess. I guess. Like <laughs> if you really want Marvin Harrison Jr., you gotta take him that high. Like that's um and then you you pull a interior lineman at nine, which I'm I'm fully in support of taking linemen yeah, higher okay. in the draft all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like I have no problem with that at all. Yeah. Um, especially when like that is where we are weak. That is. Where yeah, we I was gonna, that's a help. really huge need of ours. I think regardless of who's that quarterback, is just we need to shore up the line. But then that also comes down to like even that's still a crapshoot. Like even that is still a crapshoot, and it's kind of a. Uh, in my mind, I'm like I'd rather get rid of the number one pick and I get multiple picks. And and get a couple of interior linemen, like not just who is allegedly the top one, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. We I think I think we knocked it out of the park with right, but I don't I don't know if we can do that again. Like, I don't <laughs> necessarily. I, th- I still have confidence in Poles' drafting ability. I mean, I think he's done a pretty good job of scouting talent. Well, that's going to come down to the scouts what, themselves, yeah. though. Not not Poles' Poles is going to take the information that's provided to him and make a decision based on that. So I don't know if the scouting team is exactly the same as it was the prior years or not. That's the that's like p- from a personnel perspective. So sure. 
Um, Makes sense. That's a piece in, in the sport that I don't pay enough attention to is like who who are our scouts? Yeah. Right? Do we have the same ones consistently or has there been turnover? Did someone get poached by another team because of how well we've turned out like with some of the picks or, you know, whatever. So. Yeah. I think if you want to secure Marvin Harrison, you have to trade with the commanders and snipe Marvin Harrison from the Cardinals. Cause I think that's where the Cardinals oh. go at number four. Yeah. I can see that. And I think the Patriots are fine with either Caleb Williams or Drake may. And since they're at two, I don't think they have to really trade. No, no. I think they're, they're, they're positioned to basically go one way or the other and be, I think Caleb Williams might do might be too uh too melanated for Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wants he wants Drake May, or fuck it, he might just take JJ McCarthy or some bullshit. Nope. JJ Bo McCarthy. Bo Nicks, Ma- yeah, I feel Bo like Bo Nix is the uh, is a Belichick quarterback. JJ McCarthy also tanked his draft stock with this game. You know who raised their draft stock? Blake Corum. He's old. Significantly? He's a I mean, I don't know about significantly. But he was already a top draft pick. Is Donovan... Okay, no. All right, boys. We got any more any more things we want to hit here? Or? I don't think so. Nope. Um... I had fun doing this this season. It was a good time, um, even even on the tough days, you know. Yeah, it was, it was mostly because just being able to actually talk football, like yeah, is nice. I work a remote job. <laughs> so, oh yeah, like I, and and limited human interaction. Team, uh, do not watch football, so uh, or sports of any kind. So uh, and then and then after that, I'm a coach, and I <laughs> I'm like. I don't have time. I go from one training session to the next, so it's like there's no. Hey, did you get? Did you check the game? Like, what yeah. Takes? What, what's, what are the Bears gonna do? You know, yeah, like, that, none yeah. of that takes place. So, yeah, being able to have that, so it was fun. Yeah, I've had fun with this. Thank you to you two for joining me on this whole ordeal. It's been I've had. Thank fun you for too. inviting me as a resident Packers fan. <laughs> of course, we. Love I think it gave a good perspective. Plus, it also helped, especially with like the the north and stuff and just sort of keeping an eye out on that yeah there's um, a cornerback whose name is storm duck that's a fucking <laughs> awesome name that's pretty that's cool awesome that's name. really cool um <clears throat> are we gonna do one for uh, you know i when think we we'll get do updates or draft time or whatever i think you know. we'll do at least one more this next week um just to kind of maybe wrap up the season kind of wrap up and talk about the nfc north in general um and then, uh, I mean, I think we'll just play it I by say we e- hold off until we find out about Eberflus. You think so? <laughs> yeah. You want to hold just, off till like, after the playoffs so we can wrap up the season the for season? every team? If I that's what you, I mean, that's, that's what you guys want to do. Just, I just, just don't think that we're going to have much more to talk about um, outside of what I've already said. If if we're not going to get any news, like, this week, yeah, significant news. Right. Like, we're moving on from Matt Eberflus, or Matt Eberflus is staying. Or at the very least, Getsy is going, yeah, or whatever. Um, we'll you know, play it by ear, or like, you know, Eberflus is staying, but we are going to go get a defensive coordinator. You, you know what I mean? Like, like. Sure. Also, Kevin Warren talks this week too. I think so. That should yes. have some good nuggets. 
So, and yeah, so unless something like significant comes out and actual decisions are made on the key things that we're looking for, um, I don't know. I think we wait until until after the season and get an idea. And I think for like a season wrap up, I think it'd be fun to just like wait until because if the Lions make the Super Bowl, you can't just leave that shit out. You know, you I want to cover that shit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. I think just yeah, just let. I guess we can. We'll play it by yeah, ear. We just kind of play. If we it get ear, Bears yeah. news, we'll you know we'll come back. We'll do one. We'll talk about it and uh, reiterate some of the points we've hit here. <laughs> and yeah. then um, I want to do a draft one not, too. Yeah, we can definitely wait till I'm down for a draft one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We can do all that. Um. Yeah, we'll try to keep you guys updated. We'll let you know what's going on. Um, thank you for whoever's been listening this whole way. Uh, we really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Um, mostly did this just for fun, but it's uh, if you were along for the ride to have fun with us, thank you. Um, yeah, this season sucked. Um, very. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I already said it. Like this was. I feel like this whole season just at the end of it, it's just a wash. This is just like there was no forward or backwards movement we just are <laughs> uh record was an improvement but even then it wasn't you know i feel like it just all feels like a wash this sucks but whatever uh we'll see what the future holds for us and we will keep you updated and yeah again just thank you we will uh if you want to send an email actually yeah let's do our promotion our promotions and stuff uh it's time what do you got for the people check out the other podcast chicks looks with dicks chick flicks with dicks Flicks is spelled with an X. You can find us on podcast shit everywhere. If not, let me know. Um, that's what I got. Very, very cool. Isaac, what do you got? Instagram, Isaac, E-Y-E-Z-E-C-K. I stay updated with anything I do on there. So it's all my shit. Very cool. Uh, you can follow me at O-H-M-A-R Daniel on Instagram. All my music is on wherever you find music. Omar Daniel, no H. Uh, go check that shit out. Um, yeah, if you want to send us an email, send an email to bearclawpodcontact at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. Uh, share with your friends. Not a lot of time left, not a lot of episodes left, but share with them. If you want to look back on this painful season, you can always listen to old episodes. Um, but yeah, we'll catch you. We'll catch you soon at some point. Maybe next week. Maybe in a couple weeks. Lord knows. But until then, fucking chin up and bear down. Stay strong, Bears fans. Deuces.